Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to the Nightline Sports Network, brought to you by Travis Dever and the Dever team, 386-690-1636. Welcome to Nightline at Night on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580, Night Nation's only call-in show goes live now all right hello night nation this is andrew fagley and we are live from the dever team studios brought to you by chad bar law raising the bar on what to expect from your personal injury attorney give chad a call 407-599-9036 for a free consultation or visit chadbarlaw.com and you can also call Travis Dever for all your new Smyrna Beach real estate needs, 386-690-1636. We are a call-in show, so we're taking your calls, 844-580-9326, 844-580-WDBO, or you can use the open mic feature on the WDBO app. Like I said, I am Andrew Fegley, and I am AP underscore Nightline on Twitter. I uh, got Big Ben Stout with me, our own seven-footer, uh, and he is at Big Social 32 on Twitter. You also got Roger Phipps uh, at Night Bingle, and he's from the Santa Rosa Beach Studios in beautiful Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. You can find and all not the- seven foot one. <laughs> yeah, you can find all the rest of our stuff on www.nightlinesports.com. We are here to talk about UCF, obviously. Nightline makes a lot of sense. Uh, anyway, uh, name. Yeah, UCF wins over Tulane 51-34 this last uh, Saturday, which was good. Good uh, way to get back from two consecutive losses. Uh, I'm happy. I don't maybe sound happy. I'm in a mood tonight, <laughs> but I'm happy. Yeah, I'm definitely happy with the game. I mean... Uh, 27 unanswered points in, uh, or 27 straight points in the second quarter. We really just exploded in that quarter. Um, and also a really good clean game. We only had four penalties for 20 yards total. Uh, seemed to clean up a lot of, a lot of mistakes over the last, you know, three, four games. So, uh, it was a good team win, uh, uh, for Hypo and crew. Yeah, I agree. I mean, one of the big things that uh, I would say that that were takeaways for me was just one, obviously, the offense is cooking the way we were doing it. Uh, The offensive line 
was cooking and, you know, defensively we held them to 340 yards. That was our lowest point of the season. So super excited about that and and just seeing some variety in play calling using fullbacks in the middle of the field. So all around, I uh, was very happy with the, with the game. Absolutely. A good offensive performance, obviously. Uh, 422 yards from Dylan Gabriel, 26 of 40, five touchdowns, got sacked twice. Uh, Greg McRae, 25 rushes for 163 yards and a touchdown, uh, averaging 6.5 a carry, which I have been clamoring for. Run Greg McRae, run Greg yeah. McRae, run Greg McRae. And they did it. I would like to see that number at 30, honestly. I actually I, think that was like about eight rushes more than his than his career, t- or maybe it was six rushes more than his career high in a game, which was which is rather really? interesting. Yeah, okay, I, I, I read that, that stat somewhere earlier this I, week. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, uh, Otis Anderson also ran, uh, got a little bit hurt. Uh, he was banged up, 11 carries for 46 yards. Bentavious Thompson, 10 carries for 42. And then Dylan Gabriel, again, 12 carries, uh, 12 scrambles or 12 designed quarterback runs for 46 yards. Uh, Bentavious Thompson also scored a touchdown. Then we get to our wide receiver extraordinaire, I will call him, Marlon Williams. Nine catches for 174 yards and three touchdowns. I believe this is the second game in a row, if not more, that he's had 170 yards or more. Yeah, I would, which did, is last week was like over 100. I think it was 196. So yeah. And and I'll correct the guys before us. Uh, they were talking about UCF and Dylan Gabriel and. Uh, they didn't mention Marlon Williams, I don't, I don't think. But Marlon Williams is the number one wide receiver in the nation at this point in multiple categories and quite a bit ahead of everyone else. And Dylan Gabriel is the number one quarterback in college football in a number of categories as well, especially yards and touchdowns. Those are the two big ones for both of these guys. Marlon Williams also uh, has the the record right now for uh, most receiving yards per game, most receiving yards, and I believe uh, touchdowns as well. I'll have to look at that. He's got receptions and receiving yards per game. Yeah, the, yeah. those are his two. He's 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 in top 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 five, top ten, and 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 receiving touchdowns. So he's up there. Okay. Yeah. All so, three, all three of those plays for his touchdowns this this week were special on both on the part of Dylan Gabriel and. Marlon Williams, they just really just great plays. Yeah, he's tied for fifth, actually, for touchdowns. So five guys are tied at sixth. The leader in that is the guy from North Texas, Jalon Darden, I think is his name. Uh, And he has 10 on the year. So that's a lot (laughs) for him. Uh, He must be the only guy on that team that can catch. (laughs) I don't know. They only throw it to him or something. Uh, Roger, what... uh, what kind of tidbits do you have for us? I know you have some kind of sometimes useless tidbit. <laughs> well, they're all useless, <laughs> but I share them anyway. So how about that? Uh, no, but uh, but I think you hit hit the highlights. I mean, one of the big things that we we need to recognize is is one we have one of the most prolific offenses in college football history. Oh, but, but, We're not just. But wait, the, the the fans say that they have only got four plays. Wait, <laughs> hold on. The fans well, say that have... it's boring. 
The fans yeah, say it, that, I mean, all kinds of things, but why can't we have Sco Coach Frost back? Yeah. You know, it was so exciting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> this offense that. is doing more than that offense did. People don't understand that, that say stuff like that. If you're one of those people that say stuff like that, call us, 844-580-WDBO, 844-580-9326, and explain to me how... This is not as good as what was happening then, except obviously the win column. There are some, we've had some setbacks, but please explain to me how we have the number one quarterback and the number one wide receiver in the nation at this point, but the offense is boring and only has five plays, four plays. Well, we also have the number one average yards per game at 646.8. Oh, but it's so that boring. Is, that, is a, that is absurd, that stat. 640 <laughs> so yards a game. Oh. That is crazy. That is crazy. Well, I mean, it's so prolific that uh, Tulane started kicking onside kicks in the third quarter, and they weren't down by a ton at that point, but they just couldn't afford to give the ball back to our offense. Like, that is something that is just crazy to see i forgot to mention oh. that that chase is in the studio as well and, and chase is, is good at this kind of stuff and he follows the knights because he is a knight as well chase uh you texted me something throw that one in there real quick what you just texted me i'm used to being forgotten <laughs> no um so marlon williams in his five games he is in four of them he's had over 130 yards and in all of his games, he's had at least nine receptions. And in the one game that he doesn't have 130 yards, he has 98 yards. So he's still he's pretty much been the guy, and he's been the offense, and it's been astonishing to see his like pretty much like his meteoric rise essentially because he started out um, 10 for 154, and he's just been consistent ever since. Yeah. Well, we all knew that have been watching him for years out there uh, that he could be this we just never knew completely if he could be you know what i'm saying yeah. we saw flashes and we saw him in the slot a lot and like different places not featured as the number one receiver that makes a huge difference right and what would have happened if trey nixon didn't go down i, I don't know but i did i did predict before the season that he would lead our team in receptions really i, didn't think I don't he remember would, that. i didn't think he would lead the country in receptions. so no, he's just well, he's just a meteoric rise it's incredible absolutely all right here's what josh heupel had to say on marlon williams i think one of the things about Marlon that, uh, that you appreciate is just his versatility. He's played inside, he's played outside. Uh, we've used him off the edge in some blocking situations in, in short yardage. have seen him in the backfield at times as well. His ability to play different spots is, is uh, uh, one of his, his key attributes. He plays extremely cr uh, strong uh, with the football uh, in his hands, knows how to use his body, uh, shield defenders, and has really natural hands. Those are all things that uh, are attributes that he's had. I just think you know he's grown so much, and that's true of of you know your young players in in your program. We were talking about it today, just as a football team. There's a process and an investment that you have to make uh, to continue to to improve every single day, and it doesn't just happen because you want it to happen. Uh, you got to put in the time and effort, and and that's one of the things that that Marlon has done, and he stayed the course, and and um, having having a you know had a huge week last week, but having a good season as well. All right, so high praise from Josh Heupel. You you will not get him to gush on a lot of players like that, but he was gushing on that one. Yeah, he's a uh, real deal. Yeah, I'm I'm so proud of Marlon Williams. I mean, I think that he is making his case for the next level uh, this season completely. 
Uh, he may be a little undersized, a little bit. I mean, he's a, he's a big guy, but he's he's kind of short, kind of. Yeah, he's, but in he's that six thick. foot range. Yeah, he's thick. So uh, you know, but man, man, does that guy play? I think it's awesome. Yeah, one hundred and fifty point six yards per game. That's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's cr- it is crazy. Uh, and the, <laughs> video and then game numbers. <laughs> it is video game numbers. Absolutely. I had the oh, I I went off of it. I think I had some stats pulled up here that I was going to talk about as far as those national rankings. Uh, receiving yards seven hundred and fifty three in five games. Uh, so that tells you. That's <laughs> just it's crazy. All right, so our Knights are are back on track. Uh, that's what we wanted. Did the defense look a little bit better this week? We got a little bit of pressure. We got to the quarterback a couple times, when the, especially when the quarterback took off running. Yeah. Uh, we contained the quarterback a little bit better, which makes me very happy. We forced a lot of punts this week, which is good to see them getting stops when they needed it. And we won the time of possession, which is also important. I mean, that's a reflection of, pl- of the defense playing good, sound, solid defense, not relying on turnovers, uh, doing it the way Randy Shannon wants it, wants it done. And 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 you got to give them credit. They uh, they played well this week. Okay. Did we win the? Oh, we did win the time of possession. Wow. I hadn't looked at that because normally, yeah, 34 minutes to 25. That's a lot. Yeah, that's Uh, a lot of credit to the defense, but also Greg McRae in that running game. I mean, I I agree with you. He needs to be our lead back, um, and he really Nothing against Otis Otis Anderson. I mean, Otis Anderson does wonderful things in in the things that he does things wonderfully, if that makes any sense. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He doesn't. Uh, run up the middle wonderfully, like Greg McRae on the very first play of mm-hmm. the game, ran right up the middle. And if you go back and watch that play, uh, he he takes his time. He pushes on a couple of people's back along the line. He he had to figure that whole mess out. His vision as a running back Unbelievable. is very impressive, and he is patient. I love to see this guy run. Remember, this is the last running back that ran for over a thousand yards for the Knights in his sophomore season. That's right. So uh, he was hurt all last year, pretty much. I don't think he played very much at all, maybe in the very beginning. Uh, But, man, this guy, I love to see this guy run. I I think he is by far our best running back as a pure running back. So very, very happy to see him. And and I have been clamoring for I don't know how long for, for him to get, you know, over 20 carries because once he gets going uh, he does even better i think they've always said if you've you know paid attention to the way that that running backs work you get them over at least 20 sometimes even up to 30 and that's when they're really you know in tune with what's going on and can really get that vision all right hey we need to take a break uh so we will be right back and we'll talk a lot more about the knights and their win over tulane on nightline at night An auto accident can change your life forever. At Chad Bar Law, we are raising the bar on what to expect from your personal injury attorney. Hi, I'm Chad Barr, and I want you to know that our entire team is dedicated to providing you with the representation you deserve in your greatest time of need. If you or a loved one have been injured in an auto accident, call 407-599-9036 for a free consultation or visit chadbarlaw.com. At Chad Bar Law, our clients come to us in need and leave us family. Offices, Altamont Springs. 
Hey, this is Travis Dever, Kai's Real Estate, the Dever team, New Smyrna Beach. Your source for real estate and everything else, New Smyrna Beach. Proud sponsor of Nightline. Call me anytime at 386-690-1636. That's 386-690-1636. Let me show you my hometown, New Smyrna Beach, UCF's favorite beach. Go Knights and charge on. And now, back to Nightline at Night on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Call now at 844-580-9326. All right, uh, back on Nightline at Night, I am Andrew Fegley, and we are live from the Dever Team Studios, brought to you by Chad Bar Law, raising the bar on what to expect from your personal injury attorney. Give Chad a call, 407-599-9036 for a free consultation or visit chadbarlaw.com. He will take care of you. He is a heck of a guy. Uh, also call Travis Dever for all your new Smyrna Beach real estate needs, 386-690-1636. He has all kinds of properties that he would love to show you in New Smyrna Beach, the most beautiful beach in the state of Florida, personally. My favorite beach town by far, by yeah. far. Sorry for the rest of y'all, but New Smyrna Beach has it. I love New down. Smyrna Beach. Yep. You can call us 844-580-WDBO, 844-580-9326, or you can use the open mic feature on the WDBO app, which is really, really cool. Uh, and you can send us a message and tell us how we're wrong or whatever. <laughs> so uh, it's all good, though. Got Big Ben Stout here with me, Roger Phipps. Uh, again, I'm Andrew Fegley, and we're talking Knights football. Football is what we talk about. Uh, again, a big win for the Knights this last week. Uh, first win in, in three games, I guess it would be. this two, two losses before this one, 51-34. Roger, did you keep track by chance of our predictions last week? Um, as far as who would win or the numbers, uh, the numbers. what the scores would be. Yeah. Um, I did not. I think I was really close. We, I, well, we, all three of us were very we're close very together. Close. And I, and I think that we were, we were, you were probably the closest. Cause I think you were about 50 to 32. I said something like that. Yeah. yeah. Mine yeah. was looking like right on the money. Cause yeah. I think I said 52, 28 and Somebody then they scored that last touchdown. Somebody should keep track, Roger, <laughs> Roger. <laughs> Somebody should keep track of our, our predictions for this week. Oh, geez. Mr. <laughs> okay. Mr. Secretary. <laughs> then we actually actually have to live up to him, though, if we're wrong. But we were all three of us were really on it this this week. Okay. Yeah, well, I think I had 48, like, uh, I think I had 48-32 or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we have a caller, which is, is right. not normal on this show. So, uh, <laughs> In Night Nation's only call-in radio show? Amber or, uh... from Apopka right. is on uh, the line. Amber, how are you doing tonight? Great. How are you? Good. Thank you very much for calling. Really appreciate it. What's, uh, what's on your mind? I want to know your projections. I don't care about everyone else's. You're the Nightline advocate and hero. I want to know what you think is going to happen this weekend. Okay, well, uh, on the Houston game, I think uh, UCF is obviously going to win this game. The matchup predictor on uh, on the, the ESPN.com has it 68-31 for uh, UCF. The spread is only, it's minus 2.5 for UCF, a two and a half point favorite. 
So I think uh, UCF is going to win. I was going to say they're going to score 50 again. I'm going to say it's going to be a little bit more of a, of a spread, though. I'm going to say 54-17. I think, we're going to, I think our defense is going to show up. Wow. This time. All right. Well, I'm going to hold you to it. All righty. Thank you for calling. Really appreciate it. All righty. Well, cool. Just we got... so you know, Andrew, I have that down as 54-17. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> he was put on the spot with that one. I was, but that's fine. Yeah, that'll that's the 54-17. Yeah. Somehow... Oh, you own it now. It's been on the radio waves. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, this is a radio show. Well, that's for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, you know... I just I feel like our defense it's just time for the defense that I think they have some just a little bit of, of uh you know good feelings from that that game the last time a, a little bit of you know so I I just think that they're going to do a lot better. I think they're going to they're going to go in and and make sure Houston gets held. Yeah. Uh, I mean they 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 cleaned up a lot of things uh from that 50 point, you know, uh game that they gave up against Memphis and um they they certainly were better on their assignments as far as I as far as I could see and you know uh, forcing a lot of three and outs and et cetera. so Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back on Nightline at Night. I'm Jeff Allen. Join me each and every week on the Nightline Sports Network for the AAC Report. We bring you in-depth coverage of each school in football, basketball, baseball, softball, soccer, golf, tennis, and more, as well as bring you insider interviews and focus in on the biggest games and news of the week. That's all right here each week on the AAC Report, only on the Nightline Sports Network. Welcome this is a promo for the Take a Left at Albuquerque podcast new to the Nightline Sports Network. You should listen to it. I say things like this. We need to stop blaming Jerry because we would do the exact same thing if we owned the Dallas freaking Cowboys. Do you know how much fun it is to own the Dallas Cowboys? My guests will say things sometimes like uh, this. It's, It's the Lord of the Flies thing that happens when they don't understand that things are wrong spoiler alert until piggy dies yeah, um it, lord it, of the flies has been out for like like a hundred years it, like, it, i don't it, even know yeah I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry sorry to everyone at home yeah. who i spoiled the book for a book's been out for like 90 years or something and sometimes rarely though i'll say really stupid things like this if they don't make it out of the west and the raptors get to the finals I will go on either this show or whoever show and say that Kawhi Leonard is overrated. I just because I have too much evidence of it. New episodes drop every Friday with me and some of my good friends right here on the Nightline Sports Network. And now back to Nightline at Night on WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580. Call now at 844-580-9326. All right, back on Nightline at Night. I'm Andrew Fegley. We're live from the Dever Team Studios, brought to you by Chad Bar Law, raising the bar on what to expect from your personal injury attorney. Give Chad a call, 407-599-9036 for a free consultation, or visit chadbarlaw.com. Or you can, and you can also call, not or, but you can also call Travis Dever for all your new Smyrna Beach real estate needs, 386-690-1636, or... You can call us, 
You can call us at 844-580-9326, 844-580-9326, to talk to us about the UCF Knights, because that's what we talk about on this show. Uh, and we're going to we're gonna preview this Houston game. Amber, the last caller, the caller, I should say, <laughs> for this the show last so one. far, but the last one as well. I am correct. I, I'm correct. You're correct on both accounts. <laughs> Oh, we're having fun tonight. Anyway. Call us, guys. We're having fun. Have fun with us. We're just laughing and having a good time. Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, so we're, we're previewing the game. She asked for my uh, score prediction. I gave it. I said 54-17. I'm feeling very generous with our defense. I hope that they can do that. If any of our defensive players are listening, come on, guys. I need you. Oh, uh, man, if we can just have a, a little bit better of a game than we had last week with the defense, they definitely gained some ground. Uh, but, Roger, you were saying uh, that uh, in the break we were talking a little bit, and you were saying that Houston's defense is pretty stout, too? Yeah, it is. Uh, so I'll talk, I'll talk a little bit about the Cougars uh, to start with. They've got 14 turnovers already this season, despite playing less games than we do. And ours, we have 13 turnovers. So uh, they're definitely living or dying by that. Their third down percentage uh, on average is 26.9% uh, for opposing offenses. Uh, however, their points allowed was 34 versus our 33. So our third down percentage was 43.8 that we're allowing. Theirs was 26.9. So uh, they're clearly living and dying by the turnover. Conversely, their offense is a, is a lot more anemic. Uh, they're only converting on 34% versus 47% of their uh, of third downs. And they've already got five turnovers uh, despite having less games. So when you're looking at this holistically, the, the, the big takeaway for me is their defense is pretty good. They're going to live and die by the, uh, by the turnover. Their offense, however, is not up to snuff. So if they're turning the ball over and uh, we're getting turnovers and that defense comes to play, I think we should have us a good game. I'm not sure I could, I could do 54-17, but uh, I do feel like that puts us in a strong position. Well, I, I'm just, you know, I'm wishing. I'm wishing away. I'm being trying to speak it into existence. I am being the homer that I am, and I am, I am trying to wish it. I'm trying to will it. That's the correct word. I'm, I'm having trouble coming up with words tonight, which is, you know, whatever. Uh, ben, what do you think on this situation? Uh, what do you, I mean, as far as the offense goes, our offense is prolific compared to theirs. Uh, their quarterback, uh, Clayton Toon, 65 for 98 uh, on the season, 945 yards, only seven touchdowns and two interceptions. Only seven touchdowns compared to Dylan Gabriel's 19. Yeah, I think there's a difference. They they are behind a game or two, though I believe. Right, well. they're they're they've they've, they've played, played three, three, yeah, three yeah. games, two, well, two and one. So, I, I mean, it it's not going to be an easy matchup on the road um, at Houston. Uh, I I don't know what percentage of their stadium will have fans in it, but um, I'm sure there'll be some fans there. Uh, regardless, we haven't played great on the road this year, and we and we know that. Um, but I expect Dylan Gabriel to con keep keep rolling. He's had something like over 175 passes without interception. I'm going to knock on wood as I say that. I mean, he's he's been taking care of the ball, but also making spectacular plays 
Uh, I expect our offense to continue to roll, um, but they but they do seem to be opportunistic, um, and so hopefully we can we can contain that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would. I mean, I think we have more wins on the road than we do at home. So technically, we're playing pretty good on the road. <laughs> okay. This year, yeah. That's right. Fair. I guess that's because fair. we won at Georgia Tech. Yeah. And we won at ECU. Right. Right. Where else have we played? Uh, we played Memphis, which we didn't do well at Memphis. Right. But we didn't do too well at home against, uh, who was it? The Tulsa. Tulsa, yeah. Tulsa the, was the... the week before. So, anyway, we have one more win on the road than we do at home. So, This yeah. is probably the second toughest opponent after after Memphis that we play on the uh, play on the road, I guess, uh, yeah, of, the and, fi- of the six games now. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, two and a half point favorite. That that. I don't like it when it's that close. Although, I mean, although when we've been favored by 20 or whatever, sometimes we stumble. Sometimes we don't do as well when we have a big, you know, a big spread. Last two years against Tulsa, I think we were favored by close to 20 points, if not over 20 points and lost both of those, obviously. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's against the spread. We haven't really been the greatest, but um is is it just me though? Clayton Tune, their quarterback. I mean, it's he's a junior. It seems like he's been there forever, just like Brady White's been there forever at Memphis as well. Like I feel like I've, we've been talking about that guy for way more than three years, but he's not. He has he doesn't have eye popping stats. That eighteen, that's, nineteen, and twenty. Yeah, uh, are his uh, in in two thousand nineteen he had fifteen hundred yards, eleven touchdown. Uh, yeah, eleven touchdowns and nine interceptions. Uh, the year before that, he only had 795 yards, eight touchdowns, two interceptions in 2018. So this year so far, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. So Did they sit him as part of that um, that redshirting fiasco that they had going on last year? Or did he play the whole season? No, he was the one that played. Yeah, he played because, besides Derek King. B- because King stopped playing after, what, their second or third game? Second yeah, that's game, right. I mean, when Holgerson was at uh, West Virginia, I mean, they really threw the ball around. And I don't know if it's just because he doesn't believe in, you know, Toon's ability to do that, but they just don't seem to be slinging it around the yard like they used to do when he was at um, at West Virginia. Yeah. Well, they're averaging 314.5 yards through the air per game, through three games. Yeah, that's right. I guess uh, you know when I look at over three hundred yards, that's usually a good stat. I guess I guess we're getting a little bit spoiled, you know, with the amount of yards that Dylan is putting up per game through the air. It's just when we start to look at three over three hundred yards as not that much, um, you know, in a game is it's it's quite interesting. Well, yeah, that's what that's what we get though. Uh, Mo Bakar, I know, is a very good running back as well that they have. Um, so. Not sure where he's at this year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think well, that this here's, is right. Here's so. the good news about that, though. Last game, we had 11 tackles for a loss, five sacks, and 15 plays where they, the opposing team got zero or less yards. Now, remember, Tulane's big calling card was also running. So if, if they play like they did last game, uh, where the linebackers are playing in position for the most part and we're getting pressure, um, then I think we're going to be in good shape against the run. 
Yeah, uh, Kyle Porter is actually their their leading running back. I, I just have heard Mobile Car uh, so much more. Uh, just the name recognition. So it <laughs> kind of has a different name too. So uh, Kyle Porter, fifty two yard or fifty two attempts for two hundred and three yards and two touchdowns, averaging three point nine. So. I mean, you know. Yeah, I guess individually, it's a lot of committee work going on. I guess uh, there, just just like us. Um, even though Greg McRae's stats uh, at this point, because of his game last this this past week, with you know, they're starting to catch up there. Yeah, yeah. So they haven't played very many games. So we will definitely get that. Here is what uh, Josh Heupel had to say on Houston. Really good football team. Uh, lost a tough one against a you know a BYU team that's ranked in the top fifteen. Um, you know, I, I think they're extremely athletic uh, at the skill spots, uh, offensively and defensively. Their quarterback's playing at a really high level. Uh, they're throwing and catching it and, and uh, moving the ball up and down the field. Um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, doing a great job against the run. You know, I mean, less than three yards carry, I think, right now. So uh, it's a huge test for us as an entire football team. Uh, we got to be at our best uh, in all three phases of the game. Uh, we got to correct some of the things on special teams that uh, that we gave up last week. We're fully capable of doing those things. Uh, we got to be great in our preparation, win the preparation battle, and, and then go play extremely hard against a really good football team. All right. Did you guys get to watch any of the other AAC games this weekend? I didn't. Not myself. Well, if you didn't, here is Jeff Allen, our good friend, with the AAC scoreboard, and he can tell you a lot more about that. All right. <laughs> I'm Jeff Allen. Elsewhere around the American, Desmond Ritter ran for a 179 yards and three touchdowns and threw for 126 in a score. To help number nine, Cincinnati beat number 16 SMU in resounding fashion, 42-13 on a Saturday night showdown of unbeaten teams. Clayton Toon threw for 316 yards and three touchdowns, and Houston beat Navy 37-21. Brady White threw for four more touchdown passes, and Memphis's defense forced four turnovers, allowing the Tigers to pull away for a 41-29 win against Temple. Generic Prince rushed for 109 yards and two touchdowns. Corey Taylor, the second, added 67 yards, rushing in two scores as Tulsa beat South Florida 42-13. Cincinnati, Houston, and Tulsa sit atop the conference in a three-way tie with 2-0 records. We'll recap all the action and preview this week's Spotlight game, Memphis at Cincinnati, on this week's AAC Report only on the Nightline Sports Network. All right, that is Jeff Allen. Thank you very much, Jeff, for that. He does a great job. You can listen to him on the Nightline Sports Network wherever you find podcasts or at nightlinesports.com. He does that show every week, and he talks about all of the AAC, which is really cool. Uh, Gets us, you know, gets all the information out to us. Yeah, he does a great job. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Roger, what else do you want to talk about about Houston? Roger? Okay, I don't know if Roger's there. Roger's sleeping, I guess. I am. I'm snoring. Okay. Roger, <laughs> there did, we you, are. did you want to talk about uh, something else as far uh, as... Houston is concerned? Yeah. So I was taking a look at uh, scores because they have played those three games. We do have a like opponent in Tulane. They beat them 49-31, to 31, so very close to our score. Um BYU, they only scored 26 against BYU, and against Navy, they scored 37. So it seems like their numbers are going down a little bit, but I found it interesting that they played Tulane as well and, um, you know, that they that they had a similar score to ours. Now, that being said, 
our offense, I feel like, is almost like a different offense the last two games than what we played prior uh, previously because we're using the middle of the field. You saw Dylan run a little bit more. You mentioned that earlier in the stats. And uh, we've got a new uh, formation that we're using to uh, break open the middle of the field uh, or the between the tackles with essentially what has now become a fullback. So um, you see a little variation in that that's opened up the running game. We're back to averaging almost 200 yards per game at 197 versus Houston's 143. So if you stack all those things up, I feel like we're going to be in a good position because we found some things that have won that when our offensive line uh, has done well against those three down linemen, it's given time for um, Dylan to be able to pick that apart, which is the piece that we were missing against Tulsa. And you saw the tight end a little bit more involved this week, which we've all been clamoring for. Uh, we saw... Uh, Hescock. Get Hescock, a yeah. yeah. Uh, what's his first name? Jake. Jake, Jake Hescock, yeah. yeah. We saw him a little bit, so... And he lost a hand at the press conference. <laughs> yeah, well, most people I don't think saw that. But anyway, he ca- I'll have to tell the story now. He came out with a fake hand for his, t- his, press, his conference press conference that yeah. he was, you know, and it fell off. And then he was like, oh, you know, it's, it's Halloween. Halloween game. We haven't played a Halloween game in a while, I, I don't think. I can't remember the last time. I have been waiting for a Halloween game at home, and we just haven't had one for a long time. Well, it hasn't fallen on a Saturday. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I want to I dress up and go to a football game. Now, there's fun. nothing better than, than a Halloween football game. When you can now, dress up. Now, the rumor is and, we may have another space game uniform for this uh, for this week. Really? A lot of tradition in the space program for both universities. Oh, they may have a space uniform or we may have another They're going to have all black. They're going to have a new all black uniform for us, and we may be trotting out a variation of the space uh, uniform that we just wore uh, against Tulane. I wasn't a fan of it this year. I was not a fan of the space uniform. I, I gotta say, I I liked it, and and I because I liked the it was a little more restrained than years past. Like it was, I I, I did like the reflected the reflective on the helmet. Um, yeah. I thought that was really cool. And then you kind of need the explanation that they did online on Twitter, like you know about what the little nuances of the. I mean, I love that they do it, the but uniform. this year was. To me, a little bit disappointing. Yeah, I mean, last year is hard to those top helmets, with the moon and all that yeah, stuff. That was awesome. The helmets, the dark side and the light yeah. side of the moon was absolutely awesome. So, all right. Uh, I think we're going to take a little bit of a break here, and we will be right back on Nightline at Night. Uh, we'll talk more about UCF Houston, and we might hear a little bit more from uh, the coach and Dylan Gabriel, quarterback. Hey Jeep Wrangler owners, have you ever sat in your office at work and watched the rain just pour into your Jeep because the weatherman said that there was a zero chance of rain? Or you put your doors back on because there was a 100% chance and then not a drop of rain fell? Well, there's a company out there that can help take the worry away and give you the peace of mind to be without your doors. The company's called Life Without Doors. They make waterproof rain curtains and dash covers for Wranglers. Life Without Doors is there to help make the decision to leave the doors at home an easy one. Find out more at lifewithoutdoors.com. Spice up your company with homemade marketing services from Tasty Gravy Creative. 
Tasty Gravy serves up a menu of budget-friendly marketing, graphic design, and public relations services customized to your specific goals. Co-owned by a UCF graduate, Tasty Gravy can help refresh your brand, strengthen your online presence, or reinforce your company's message. Contact Tasty Gravy for help with your website, social media, marketing, advertising materials, and more. Visit TastyGravy.com. And now, back to Nightline at Night on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Call now at 844-580-9326. All right, back for one final segment tonight. This is Andrew Fegley. This is Nightline at Night. We're live from the Dever Team Studios, brought to you by Chad Bar Law, raising the bar on what to expect from your personal injury attorney, give Chad a call, 407-599-9036 for a free consultation or visit chadbarlaw.com. And you can call Travis Dever for all your new Smyrna Beach real estate needs, 386-690-1636. With me, Ben Stout and Roger Phipps. Uh, I already have made my prediction for the uh, the Houston-UCF game or UCF-Houston game. You guys need to make yours now. I got mine in early because of our caller that we had a little while ago that jumped the gun completely, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Ben, let's start with you since I'm looking at you. It's a little easier. All right, that sounds good. So I'm going to preface this score prediction with I hope I'm wrong, but um, I'm going to say that this is going to be a little bit closer. This is going to be close this week, and I'm a little worried about it. It's more of a gut feeling than a, a ton of research um, that I've done. I'm going to say... That would mean it would be a hot take. No, nah, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, regardless. Uh, I'm going to say uh, 42-36 UCF. I, I think it's just going to be a, a, lot closer than, a lot closer than we're comfortable with. I don't think we're going to just you know blow the doors off. Again, hope I'm wrong, but that's my prediction that I'm going to put my name on 42-36 nights. Okay, Roger, are you writing this stuff down? Uh, yes, uh, you can't hear me typing away, but I'm feverishly <laughs> burning up my keyboard as we speak. Uh, no, um, but yes, I am I am recording this for next week, so uh, we can go, ah But um, when I'm looking at this, I, I actually was on the same uh, thought process, very close with Ben. I was thinking 4238. So I'm not sure if I want to pull the old prices right, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm I, I I'm gonna go with forty eight thirty eight just so I'm not so close to Ben. Okay, all right, fifty two seventeen. Fifty two seventeen. Chase, I want to get your opinion on this. Um, Chase. the one thing that stands out to me is the fact that. They put up 26 against number 14 BYU, uh, which I guess was the Battle of the Cougars, which also sounds like a fu- it sounds like a fight at a Sex in the City convention. But regardless, um, wow, I think it's going to be a high sure scoring. Where you're going with that yet? It, it's a I think it's going to be a very high scoring affair. I kept thinking 49-35. Wow. Okay. So I'm technically 35. Price is riding the Price so is rider. So there's only one outlier. But I'm going to say 35. As always, on the outlier. Okay, well, I mean, we, we shall see. Thank you very much, Chase. Have your uh, your Boise State uh, Broncos played a game yet? Yes, they played uh, against Utah State uh, on Saturday, and they won, which is okay. only matters to me and the two other Boise State fans in Orlando. <laughs> all right, well, good to see all these teams back, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to be back, you might as well be back. 
You know, I mean, they were talking about coming back and they, I don't know. I'm just glad that there's a little bit more normalcy going on with, with most of the teams, if not all the teams back. Yeah. For the most part, we have, we are back to normal. Is the Pac-12 playing as well now yet? A couple more weeks, maybe. Oh, okay. I mean, do we really miss them now? Uh, They're playing at Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, yeah. Nobody. I mean, who cares about the Pac-12? I mean, they could just. They should just take the well, whole year off. I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm more upset about. Take the, a red shirt year. <laughs> I'm more upset about the 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 uh, FCS uh, not playing yeah, because I like to watch FCS football and I like to watch the other divisions as well. So. Uh, I'll be happy when those are back. We are not on next week because of election coverage here on WDBO. We will see you in two weeks. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. Out.